0: We're at, uh, we're at the uh, presidential suite of the Inbal Hotel here in Jerusalem, Israel. Day number three of our journey. Uh, we just had an opportunity to remember and speak about Ari Fult. We knew that that would be a significant part of our journey this time, and I'm glad it was. Stepping into our mobile studio is Michael Dixon. Michael is executive director of Stand With Us, the Israel office of Stand With Us. He is a writer and public speaker and addresses audiences and broadcasts on issues pertaining to Israel and public diplomacy. Was listed as the 14th most influential Jew on Twitter. I would assume our very own Miriam al Wallach was 13. Uh, Senior Fellow at the Center for International Communication of Barilan University. A, an honorary member of Alpha Epsilon Pi and was appointed to the Spectrum Forum of Leading Executive Directors in Israel under the age of 40. Michael Dixon, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank
1: you so much. It's great to be with you. That's the most important one, under the age of 40. <laughs> my,
0: which my, I am now not. <laughs> <laughs> my staff, number one, My sta- we have some huge fans of yours on my staff. It's number one. My staff also reminds me that this is a perfect bridge after the Hasbarat conversation we were just having a moment ago. Yeah. I'm sure you can relate to some of the things we just discussed.
1: Absolutely. I was at the Shiva for Ari and I had a chance to talk with his family and Ari was someone very special and you can see the impact that he made on the world. But his brother stood up and said to me, you know, what we need to do now is be Ari's voice in the world. And that's true of Ari and that's true, I think, of all of the victims of terror who would want us to speak on their behalf. So that's part and parcel of of what we do, I think. So it's a a fitting bridge to the discussion that you just had.
0: And it's interesting, and again, I know that there are other things we need to discuss, but it's interesting how certain terror attacks... And certain terror victims mm. really pierce the collective Jewish heart around the world. Ari's case, obviously, and there are many others, unfortunately, that you and I could discuss in the last 20, 30, 40 years. Sure. But, you know, certain, I, I hate to say it like this, but high profile terror attacks that really uh, have lasted. Images have lasted, names have lasted. A very long time and his obviously is one of them um all right stand with us tell everybody in this audience what it's all about
1: well one of the reasons stand with us exists actually is because of a horrific act of terror i'll take you back 17 years to the murder of two boys in the cave in tokoa kobe mandel of course and yosef Ishron. and that was i guess the straw that broke the camel's back that caused the people who founded stand with us rose and jerry rothstein to call a group of concerned people together together with our current uh, continuing president, Esther Renza, and decide that they wanted to do something. So we're a grassroots organization that started in someone's living room and grew out worldwide. Because the germ of what they wanted to do was so important and so vital, it was to educate people about the truth about Israel, to counter misinformation wherever they see it. Because that murder, you remember, the, the two boys were off school. It was a horrific murder in a cave here, in, in, in which is where they were found here in Israel. And the Los Angeles Times in their community misreported it, underreported it, as we see so many times, even today, right? You see the way the media reports, the language it
0: uses. Or it doesn't even... It sometimes ignores the story Or ignores completely.
1: the story. So they got together to do something. They brought people from across the spectrum in the Jewish community. And the something that they did was form Stand With Us. Now, fast forward 17 years, and we have a global presence. We've chosen to... The, to be active on campus, particularly because we know that's where our future leaders are formed. We are reaching out across the world, fighting anti Semitism. We've taken our programs into middle school and into high school, we've created curricula. We have created print materials on Israel that are distributed all around the world in their millions. How many and languages? So we have 18 different languages at the moment. We're putting out digital content around the clock on a day-to-day basis, which is pretty amazing. On Facebook, we have 1.2 million followers and a reach of over 100 million people. Wow. Yeah. Michael Someone once said to me, "Is that isn't, aren't you just preaching to the converted? You're just, just speaking to the Jews? I said 100 million people. Not a chance. Alavai. Yeah, Halavai <laughs> is right. Michael
0: <laughs> Dixon's with us. Stand with us. Now, I remember. And t- correct me if I'm wrong, I remember the beginnings of Stand With Us being literally standing with us, meaning to go out to the streets and protest. Yes, Am I right still about do
1: that? it. You are right. And, and no one was doing it, or, or maybe they were doing it, but it wasn't being done enough. Right. So I guess we have this way of thinking that if you allow a vacuum of lies to accumulate... And you don't articulate and stand up for yourself, then you know, in 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 what what are we doing? So we got people out on the streets at demonstrations uh, in communities all across the U.S. And yeah, this wasn't just New York, folks. No, this was everywhere. No, and we grew up from the West Coast. Right. Um, I remember
0: L.A. was actually a very big place for these. That's demonstrations, right. right.
1: So, and not least because a lot of the campus is right. there. Are real hotbeds for anti Israel sentiment. So, yes, we still do that. We'll still demonstrate when needed. Um, and I mean, I can remember, you know, Nikki Haley resigned yesterday, right? right? Terrible Which news. A big knock for all of us. Yeah. But very recently, we saw her here in Israel. And we gave her a petition of support from activists from all over the world. And i got to tell you, by the way, uh, seeing her eye to eye, she is someone of extreme integrity. What you see is what you get. She's pro-Israel to the core. Um, Her values are as they seem to be. And I was in the UN and in Geneva. And we had a demonstration outside the UN. We were talking about demonstrations. And this was during Durban, too. You remember the infamous so-called conference conference. (laughs) yeah right the (laughs) conference against racism where there was intense racism against the jewish people so we stood out there with students from all over the world with big signs about human rights abuses that are happening all over the world that were being ignored while they had this like laser sharp focus on israel and on the inside of that hall just to show you what a world turned upside down this is i saw across the hall elie wiesel Mm. so uh Shalom. And obviously I wanted to go over and say hello to Eli Wiesel, so I walk towards him, and as I'm walking towards him, I see a group of people walking towards him, so I think, okay, they're other fans of Eli Wiesel, except they're shouting, and they're shouting at Eli Wiesel the word Nazi. Nazi, Nazi. Now, can you imagine Ellie Wiesel being called the Nazi in the heart of the United Nations? It's crazy, right? But that's the kind of thing that we have to stand up with. So the, the news stories that day on CNN and the BBC and all the networks were covering our demonstration outside mm-hmm. of the UN. And that's why it's so important to stand up and to show up.
0: All right. Now, what do people do? What do you want to tell this audience? Is it simply now, just liking a Facebook page, like what? What can we do to be involved?
1: Well, first of all, we can have a huge effect. Um, one of the things that we've been good at doing is leveraging. Our support base online to create real-world activity so what we're trying to do is combat BDS combat anti-semitism there's no line anymore between anti-israel sentiment and anti-semitism
0: This has been a theme this week with us because I'm asking everybody is there a difference between anti-israel and anti-semitism
1: no you see it now look I'm I was born and raised in the UK I made Aliyah 12 years ago I'm looking at the UK now where a potential Prime Minister Jeremy Corbyn could soon be in power who defines himself as anti-Israel, but not anti-Semitic. And yet you see the result of his support base Mm -hmm. is anti-Semitism unleashed in the UK. That's the same every time a BDS motion comes on campus, a divestment motion. You see Nazis, uh, you know, swastikas on the walls. You see anti-Semitic activity. You see violence. It's synonymous. It's all the same thing. So what we're trying to do is leverage people to do more. Now, that's on the campus, and that's at a younger age, as well, as I said, with education. But we're trying to get people online to make their voice heard. And I'll give you real-world examples, because you can really have an effect. A recent campaign we had, the International Chess Federation. It's going to sound like a strange example, right? The Chess Federation. But the Chess Federation was hosting their, uh, their championships in Tunisia. And Tunisia doesn't let Israelis come in. Mm-hmm. Now, the European children's chess champion happened to be an Israeli girl by the name of Liel, seven years old. Well, she wasn't going to play because they weren't going to let her. We launched an online campaign called Let Liel Play, had people from all around the world raise their voices, the result being that they are going to let her in, and they're going to let the Israeli athletes come and play. Interesting. And that's For those who wonder
0: if these campaigns
1: work. Right, and we've, we've got used almost to this uh, bigotry in the world of sports and competitive... Right. Pro- because if it's in an Arab country that doesn't... Soccer admit boycotts Israelis, and yeah. Olympic
0: this and a lot of different sports have their championships right. and you see the Israelis the, or the, the Israelis... The
1: next World Cup for soccer right. is going to be in Qatar. Mm-hmm. So are they going to let Israelis say, well, we're going to campaign that they will? Right. So you can have an effect. And I'll give you some other examples. Air France, we had one of our, our online followers sent us a, an image of the in-flight map On Air France, guess what's missing? Israel. The country we're in right now. We campaigned against Air France. We had that reinstalled. So unless you you speak out on these issues, nothing happens. Walmart, uh, Amazon was stocking anti-Israel products, anti-Israel T-shirts and things like that. Our people, you know, we coalesce their voice. They put pressure on them. They're gone. So that's really, really important.
0: Our listeners should go to... StandWithUs.com. StandWithUs.com. And they should make sure to be involved. Also, the Facebook page, I assume, is Stand With Us. Facebook.com slash Stand With Us, that's right. And that would give everybody an opportunity to uh, uh, to participate in all of this. And um, we know, because we are, I don't want to say on the front lines, it's frankly the students who are on the front lines, but we are somewhat familiar with what's happening in campuses in the United States. Yeah. What goes on in Europe? What goes on in Asia? what is the wh- What is the level or you know how could you how would you describe the intensity of the anti-semitism uh in educational institutions and in general in those places
1: look i don't want to generalize no campus is the same but the you see the similar themes because bds may portray itself as a local grassroots movement so the bds uh, on a particular campus may try and color itself as something local but the truth is really it's a very well-funded very strategic uh very well thought out and and with uh, a global leadership and we keep an eye on what their strategy is. So over the summer we've been empowering young people who are about to go on campus, both in the States uh, and in Canada and across Europe and other places to understand what are the themes of the BDS activists going into the campus year. So they can be forearmed and forewarned and we teach them to counter that strategy. I mean you go you know, Jewish kids on a campus or pro Israel students on a campus. They don't go to Israel to to campus to fight. Correct. BDS activists go there to fight. Our kids go there like a normal student. Yeah. Right? And a
0: lot of them frankly aren't familiar with the issues. And right. even when you educate them it's hard for them, you know, without some practice and without some, you know, encounters, it's hard for them to really get out there and, and voice their concern sure. and voice. It's their
1: super intimidating. Yeah. Uh, and so we, we teach them what they're gonna see before they get there so that hopefully then they take on themselves a leadership position and fight back against it and it's the same model whether it's in the u.s or in other places just different nuance different (laughs) campaigns maybe um, just a different nuance but the critical thing is that we have to teach young people that this threat exists so that they then take upon themselves to stand up and make a difference
0: and again and i know you've answered this already somewhat but the the campus experience in European countries, for instance, yeah, and I know every campus is different, yeah. but nonetheless similar to what happens in the United States. It's
1: di- it's similar and different. So, for instance, divestment is a particular issue in the U.S. Right. because of the way the campus structure is. Uh, and so you don't have the opportunity to divest because there are no assets invested. But we all know anyway that divestment is just a ploy. They don't think necessarily they're going to get universities to, to divest from Israel, they just want to create the appearance that Israel should be a country that should be boycotted, right? Um, When obviously Israel is uniquely undeserving of a boycott. But what you do have is is anti-Israel speakers, anti-Semitic speakers. You'll see them build a fake uh, security barrier or they'll build it like a big wall um, daubed with anti-Semitic, anti-Israel propaganda. You'll see checkpoints, mock checkpoints. Uh, At schools like the London School of Economics Uh, You'll see hostility open hostility towards Jews on French campuses Uh, So these are similar themes that happen everywhere now. We can't get everywhere I'd like us to be able to as much as we can will help So we've sent delegations to France and we've sent delegations to Australia I was in South Africa with a delegation during the perversely named Israel apartheid week which was a multi-diverse uh, group of Israelis from all different backgrounds, including Ethiopian uh, Israelis and Arabs, helping the local students fight back against Israel Apartheid Week. Uh, and, the, uh, and the idea that they're pushing, which is that Israel is uh, some unequal society. So, so
0: you really could uh, attest to the fact that we're our own worst enemy. <laughs> our
1: own worst enemy, yeah. Well, look, you know, we, we definitely, Jews who support, for their perverse reasons BDS and uh, these kind of causes are uh, cause a lot of damage they certainly do but we have to then redouble our efforts to reach people you know people aren't born zionist they have to be educated right right and we have to teach them that this is where they come from i said you know I've, I've had even birthright groups we have we t- we're we're very close to the stand with our center in jerusalem it's in King David Street. It's our visitor center. We educate about 30,000 people every year here in Israel. We're right across the street from the King David Hotel. We will welcome your <laughs> listeners with open arms when they come and visit. But um, we, one of the things that we try and do is teach people that they've got to fight back. Uh, and that's what we're doing here, and it's what we're doing around the world.
0: All right. Uh, StandWithUs.org, Facebook.com slash StandWithUs. Anything else to tell our listeners?
1: Absolutely. Just that you can make a difference. I mean, we're seeing right now, I give you a very, very, to the point, uh, uh, very of the the time example. Uh, In University of Michigan, you saw a professor refusing a lot of Jews there. there. And you saw a professor (laughs) refusing to give a letter of recommendation to a student because that student was coming to Israel okay we joined together together applying for an israeli yeah he wanted to come to an israeli so ask your professor for a reference as you would for
0: any place right why wouldn't you get
1: it because you're going to israel well there was an outcry in which we helped to lead and now this student is being disciplined this sorry the professor is being disciplined and the student will study without any problem so you really can make a difference uh and we hope that people will follow us and join us uh in
0: this course Michael Dixon, executive director of Stand With Us in the Israel office. You've been with the organization since the beginning? or For the last 12 years. 12 years already. Wow, amazing. Uh, All from, again, one of these high-profile terror attacks that all of us remember. uh, The one that took the life of Kobe Mandel and Mm. his friends. They were uh, searching for uh, Lagba Omer. Uh, They wanted to build a bonfire for the upcoming Lagba Omer. And this is what happened to them. That's right. Literally stoned to death and found... Uh, in a cave near Tokoa. Uh, Michael Dixon, I thank you. Standwithus.org, Facebook.com slash standwithus. Get involved, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having Greatly me. Greatly appreciate it. Welcome to Jerusalem. I appreciate that. More coming up. You are listening to a, um, a Wednesday morning edition of JM and the AM as we continue.